First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Hello everybody and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pod of the Everyman, Jordan and Drew, The Two Beers Podcast, slinging it on the reel, just how you like it. Drew, how you doing this week? Well... What happened, that's, dude? That's how I'm doing. What what happened? Yeah. Let's let's just get to the niceties and we'll get into it. We'll kick oh it boy. off. Oh boy. Okay. Kick it off. Let's assume positions. And yes, everybody. I did not do my normal Bienvenidos Doberden. I'm I, I want to change it up. I want to get just away. Keep it from fresh. That. Keep it fresh, you know? Guys want- guys guys been dating the same girl since he was eight years old. He needs needs a little change. I just wanna wanna break it up. Let's go. Um, I guess that was a bad time to say that after you said. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't um, gonna. I was. I was just gonna let you keep going. <laughs> any hoodles? Assume <laughs> positions for the world famous two brew salute, and a three, and a, and two. a two, and, and a, a skadoosh. Um, a couple things caught my eye at the beer store today, but I settled on this guy. Founders, oh. all day. Everyone knows I like all day, right? I, I, the session IPA all day haze. You love all day slay slay, baby. That's all day slay. How did I? How did I miss that? The entire go for two, or yeah, go for two. All day slay slay, baby. Unbelievable. I don't know, but I unbelievable. All day haze IPA by Founders, and it's still only like four point nine percent. So hold on, let me nice. try it. Oh, yeah. This is the beer of the summer right here. Right here. Tough. What you got, Drew? Uh, the real beer of the summer. El Segundo Double IPA Broken it's Skull back. Sessions. Bay Bay. Black Can. I hear the broken glass every time I open it. It's solid. It's pretty. I'm not a. I'm not usually. I'm not usually a huge double guy. Triple. Oh, only sociopaths can, yeah. can enjoy triples. It's nuts. Uh but yeah, solid. I mean, El Segundo. I wouldn't expect anything less from uh, from them and, uh, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nice. So, all right. So, so what are you all in your feels about this? I mean, I was I, I was living on a high. I was making plans as I always do. Big parties. Four twenty two. We were partying it up. Four twenty nine. We were going to be partying it up. Fish and chips all day. Some some Ukrainian vodka. May seventh. Saki bomb, Saki bombs and cheesesteak breakfast party, and within 24 hours, <sighs> Inouye suffers an injury. Him and Fulton is now postponed. Oh, I, forgo- I forgot about that one. Oh, and that's that 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 one's a huge kick in the balls because you know I've been I've been salivating for that fight for a year and a half now. Like that's that that's the fight before what, what Fulton was the injury? even. What was Inouye's injury? I don't know if it was disclosed. Someone said okay. a broken hand, but like I don't know if that was like real. Um, 
he he posted something on Instagram, but like it was in um it was in Japanese, and when I hit the translate button, it definitely did not translate correctly because it was <laughs> it was incredibly awkward. But uh, I I don't know. But yeah, I've, I've even before Fult, even before Inouye became undisputed at one eighteen, before Fault even unified with Figaro at one twenty two. Was, was it as awkward as Ghost Prom Night? Ooh, bum bum. Um, no, but the uh, the party plans were as short as this prom night. Bump bump bump. Um, yeah. So that's that. Uh, everybody is assured that the fight is not going to get canceled. It is happening. It's being tentatively rescheduled for July. But oh, man, that sucks. Now how 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 embarrassing for me now to have to go and call those like six people that I told to come to my house at five thirty in the morning for sake bombs and cheesesteaks, and that we can't do it now. And then, like I said, not all within a 24-hour span, uh, Fury Usyk seems to be officially off. Uh, Fritz. Which is just great. Uh, after after all the, you know, the 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 uh, demands Fury kept making on Instagram, 70-30, this and that, and Usyk kept saying, let's bring it on. Usyk kept uh, saying, yep. Yep, sure. Just kept calling bluff after bluff. He was like Kim, Kim's boyfriend at the end of Better Call Saul. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> nice, nice callback. Um, yeah, man. And so now it's not going to happen because of rematch splits. Uh, it's unfortunate. You actually said it. You uh, you you put it the best today. That it's not necessarily that he's scared of Usyk, but you know, you said when he when he when they had that stare down after. The Chisora fight, you know, he could. It, you think you think that Fury, you know, looked in the eyes of the mad Ukrainian and saw a guy who just wasn't scared of him, and not only wasn't scared of him, but was like hungry to fight him and not afraid, and that he just he probably thinks he just needs a full he needs a real full focused camp, you know, this this screwing around and now only having like four weeks to do it, you know, he just you know he he got a little got a little shook he here. Shook. Yeah, I think he's um, shook for sure. Yeah, I think, and and, okay. and I I sent you and our buddy Teddy a a, a picture of the Ukrainian map, and, or I'm sorry, of the European map, and you just circle everything in the Baltics, and it's like these people, <laughs> batshit crazy. Just to the west of there is like poor Christians in Europe. I was like, I think Fury thought he was getting one of these guys, <laughs> but really he's getting these crazy people from the Baltics, and I think he yeah. realized that when. He's staring in, into the eyes, the crazed eyes of Alexander Usyk, and he's just like, "Oh, this guy's as crazy as me." I'm yeah, not, and, and then and then he's like, "Ah, I'll I'll, I'll, just, I'll just force his hand," and he just makes the crazy demands, and Usyk's like, "I want it, I want it, give me it, I don't care about yeah. the money, give me, give me," and it's just, and I guess the breakdown, as you found out on Twitter, was, so there was going to be a rematch clause. Yeah. And Fury wanted it to be if Fury won the first fight, he wanted it to be 70-30 again in his favor on the rematch. But if Usyk won, Fury wanted the rematch to be 50-50. Yeah. And that's the breakdown. I'm, I think that's what I pieced together. Um if if there's any inaccuracies in that, this isn't the podcast for you anyway. But yeah, pretty pretty much. And you know, Usyk's team's just like and I didn't. I didn't listen to his full. He had uh, his uh, manager. I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce names correctly, uh, especially his. But um, who Agus? 
No, that wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Eggis is his manager, or but his promotional. Eggis is there's another guy, Alex. It's like Alexander something. Okay. Um, who's always there with him? I guess I don't know what he. I guess he's more of his promoter, even though he's like a a free agent. Um, but yeah, he he basically said, yeah, Fury had you know, he he just kept he just kept railing off all these demands. Uh, and at some point. You know, we're the we're the, we're the unified champion, and we're not just you know we're not going to bend over the bar- we're not going to completely bend over the barrel and have them show us the fifty states. So, uh, and I just it, this and I'm telling you, like, listen, like Fury. I don't know if Fury expected so much backlash because they're outside of maybe his just like little like just loyal upon loyal fans. Like everybody is blaming him for this. Everybody's calling him you know duck, puss, anything you think of. Uh, Dosser, Dosser, he's the Dosser here. Yeah, I mean, because now you have, you know, he he didn't fight, he quit boxing and didn't have the rematch with Klitschko. Uh, yeah, he had to get wild while he, he Wilder had to take him to court for the third fight, even if people didn't want to see it. That's irrelevant, right? Like the, it was in the contract, and he had to take him, he had to take him to court to get it. The ridiculous, the worst part is. The whole thing with trying to get AJ, telling AJ's team, "Oh, you have to have we, you guys better get, you have to agree to this by this day because we're fighting December third. It's not December nineteenth because we gotta be ready for Usyk by the end of April." Now it's like, uh, so that really is all bullshit because that isn't happening. That wasn't a done deal, um, and it's just a, you know, it's just a, I would have rather, and I, I get Fury's got like his act, and we're Fury fans, like we've always been Fury fans. We just also like Usyk, so like. You know, and we above all else, we want to just see the best fights. Um, so it's disappointing. I would have, I would have rather Fury just been a man and said, "Listen, like we need, you know, the logistics didn't get worked out in time. We need more than, you know, we, you know, we want to get a camp in. You know, the fight. You know, if if they need to get a fight in, uh, you know, by May fifteenth, then you know they, you know, they should fight their mandatory, and we'll be ready to go in September." Instead of like his bullshit of like trying to like at you know basically trying to make it seem like Usyk doesn't want the fight, just just too much nonsense. Um, especially when you're the king, like when you're supposed to be the king, like you, the king kings don't do what he just did. Kings kings do what Usyk was doing. Like bring it on, man. So it's unfortunate, but again, just when we thought we were getting super, you know, super fight after super fight after super fight, two now two now have died. Um, and I feel and like oh by the way. Don't even don't do it, don't don't do it don't don't well, do it stop don't. TikTok TikTok just do it just do it. Lomachenko. Oh, I thought you were doing. I thought you were doing the other thing that's been uh, buzzing on no, Twitter no, no. today. Oh, I, I I haven't been on Twitter today. I don't know. Oh, June well, uh June I think June seventeenth is that a Saturday? I don't know. Uh, that that hedge fund might be creeping back up. Well. What I was gonna say is, yeah. uh, Lomachenko Haney, like, S- still not. Announced. Oh, May twentieth, May twentieth, May twentieth. Still not, in, still not finalized and announced. Still not. Although everybody, still delivered. Ev- everybody, involved. everybody's in agreement. Yeah, everybody, but, but and, and every, I feel like every pundit, and like even the like the well-respected ones too, not just Compager, have are all basically saying, yeah, like don't. It, it hasn't been announced for different reasons but it's may 20th in vegas it's happening so and i mean again until i see a signed contract and i might the tickets are in my uh my 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 app my iphone wallet i'm not believing it but yeah exactly this is another one like what are we doing um but then what was the june 17th one people were saying 
Crawford oh. Spence. Spence Crawford. Oh, it's man. there. There were there. There were some. There were some. Uh, not to not to rip off that one Twitter guy who I like uh, his like little thing, his shtick. But uh, there were talks today. There were some talks going on. So uh, I I would never hold my breath on that. No, but anyway, let's any, lesson on that. Yeah, let's talk about uh, men that are actually getting in the ring, and not Dossers. Yeah. Uh, really, really good fight this weekend. Yes. I, I'm very excited for it. David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant. Um, it's a seventy-five dollar pay-per-view on Showtime pay-per-view. Like, why can't they just make it fifty? I got. I, I don't know. That's like, even more. A, if it was for a title, fine. Yeah, that's what's even more annoying about like this. To me, this is a great fight. It, it's not a pay. It's just not a pay-per-view fight. And Showtime, like PBC, should want to get as many eyes on these two as possible. So like, I feel like having it as free show. And again, I I don't know the logistics, like their contract with Showtime and how that works, but like. Why wouldn't you have it on Showtime to get more eyes on these guys? Especially if you then want to do... I mean, I guess if you were to do Benavides Canelo, Canelo sells himself anyway. But continue. Continue. Um, Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say it's um, Saturday night. Um, Where's the venue? I don't remember. Do you, do you remember? Uh, it's in Vegas. I think it is the MGM Grand. Yeah, MGM Grand in Vegas. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, Caleb Plant has had a little bit of um, some what have yous, I guess, in his camp. You know, him and him and the the, the the gym, and they were trying to make him out to be the bad guy. This and that. It was over some stupid sign on the wall. So a little bit of turmoil there. That was um, weird. Him and Benavidez are back and forth. Um, I I um I I want you give us a tale of the tape. I'm very interested to hear your thoughts. I have some thoughts, but um I I really want to hear your analysis on this. All right, so tale of the tape, and I'm actually kind of surprised. I thought it was a much more of a mismatch from the dimensions, but uh, Caleb Plant, coolest name, maybe the coolest nickname in boxing, Sweet Hands. Uh, 22 and one, 13 My knockouts. My nickname in college. What's that? My nickname <laughs> yeah. in college. <laughs> 22 and 1, uh, 13 knockouts. His his only loss in his career uh, to Canelo Alvarez back in uh, November of uh, 2021 for their in their battle for the undisputed uh, undisputed 168 uh, championships. Uh, he is about 30 years old, uh, orthodox, six foot one, 74 inch reach, and David Benavides, 26 and 0. 23 knockouts. He is 26, so four years younger, but 6'2 and a 74 and a half inch reach. Like I, unless CompuBox is wrong, like I didn't, I thought that Benavides was a lot taller and had a much longer, much longer reach. I, I didn't think so. That, that that's what a lot of people are making out to be. Um, but either way, uh, and obviously Benavides, uh, a he's, former, he has a bigger frame. Than yeah, him. he he's a he's a former. Uh, former two-time heavy, for, sorry, former two-time 168-pound champion, uh, lost lost the belt uh, to Cocaine uh, the first time, and lost the belt to uh, to his to his weight in uh, the second time. So, you know, in the words of uh, Jamal or Jamel, because I always fuck up the weights, Mister Charlo, uh, don't don't miss weight, don't don't miss weight, don't do coke, don't do coke, don't miss weight for uh, for David Benavides. T- TM T-shirt to come. Yeah, don't don't, do um, coke, don't miss weight. <laughs> I, I will say this way: he does. Look, I mean, Kristen, in all the pictures, he does look like he is in phenomenal shape. So it looks like he's really? taking this. He's taking this fight seriously. So maybe you know, maybe he smells the Canelo payday 
and uh, and is doing everything to make sure he doesn't mess that up. Um, it, it's an interesting fight because I, you know, I, I uh, Benavides obviously has way more power than than Caleb Plant. Like Caleb, Caleb Plant's more of a kind of wear you down guy with com, you know combination punches um endurance you know he's i think you know i think he's got really good footwork he's got he's got some really creative combinations that keep you on your toes uh as well but you know he's he, when he beats you he's really he's gonna beat you on the scorecards whereas benavides has incredibly fast hands you know yeah, especially this, dude benavides has a six-pack you're right it's the first time ever oh he's looking good that's what i'm saying he's he, wow. he's, he he's looking very good um okay <laughs> so uh I, I bet you it's the first time he's gotten a nutritionist and everything. I don't know that for a fact, but uh, yeah, he looks good. I, I would not be surprised. But yeah, he's got super. I mean, you watch the highlight tapes of, of Benavides. Super fast hands. He th- you know, he'll 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 throw like eight nine punch combinations. Uh, he won't move anywhere when he does it because his you know his feet are uh, basically in cement. Um, but he you know, he he packs some power. I it's hard to gauge. I don't know if it's fair to say it's hard to gauge how good either one of these guys are because like outside of Caleb Plant fighting Canelo and I guess, I guess Benavides uh, fighting Darrell, like whatever, four years ago before he aged out. None of these guys have really fought the comp, the, the best competition at, at the weight classes. Right. So, I mean, you know, and Benavides, especially to me for as, you know, as, as good as he is and as, as much as he's, you know, regarded at 168. You know, he's fought a bunch of nobodies because, again, nobody, nobody, nobody between 160 and 168 wants to risk a loss uh, and lose a Canelo payday, which is yeah. just sad. Um, that being said, I'm sure that Benavides, I bet you he's like a plus 600 favorite. I haven't, I haven't looked at, I haven't looked at it yet. We'll get to that. Uh, and I think that's probably right because minus I think 600. You mean? Yeah, sorry, minus 600 favorite. Um, I think that's probably right just because, you know, the way that Caleb lost to Canelo was that he eventually kind of wore down. He caught with, with, with Canelo stalking him, he eventually kind of wore down and Canelo just started picking a spot and hitting him, hit him with a bunch of combinations um, and power punches that eventually just took its toll and, and, um, and stopped him in. I think that was the 11th round. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the eleventh round. Uh, and I mean, Benav- you know, and Benavides can do that with just the flurry, you know, those flurry of power shot combos that he can throw. Um, you know, I-, I think the key for Plant to win is he's got to, you know, I I, I really like some of his combinations, like the way I think he's creative, which how how he gets a bunch of shots off. But I think that he just leaves himself open and stays in the pocket too long. And maybe maybe and I didn't see the Darrell fight, so maybe he worked on some of that. But going into the Canelo fight, that's why I kind of I, I didn't give him much of a chance because I just saw him leaving his you know his uh, his body exposed and especially the the liver um, for some you know so for for some hooks to to get landed right on the button. Uh, but so he's he's got to be quick. He he can't let Benavides put him you know put him up against the ropes, put him into the corners. Which basically you can't allow. He 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 should watch the Harrison Tim Zoo fight. And basically, be like, okay, I, I cannot, I cannot allow Benavides to do to me what Harrison allowed Tim Zhu to do to him, because he, it's just going to be open season, and those shots are going to just add up and and break him down. So he's got to be on the move. 
He's got to, you know, he's gonna have to be, he's gonna have to be willing to go on the inside to trade shots. Again, I, I feel like people are making a much bigger deal about the, uh, you know, the the wingspan and you know who had who had the the longer reach and the height. But I mean, it really isn't that, that much different. So uh, I'm a little bit more inclined to to take that edge away from Benavidez. But like you said, he's got the bigger frame, so he is the bigger fighter. Uh, and for Benavidez, like that's exactly what Benavidez has to do. He's got to cut off the ring. Because I think Plant's got some crafty footwork, and you know he's got it. He, he's you know he's got to take advantage of Plant trying to throw combos to his body and just you know go for go for as much uh, as much damage to you know. I usually say you know, or they always say you know Teddy Atlas, you know, fill the basement with water. I, I would I would start loading up on headshots on Plant if I was Benavides to really make him feel that power early, um, to make him. Make him think twice about getting in there to throw himself. So that's kind of how I see what both guys' strategies. And I, mm. I'm sure that's not rocket science, but that's kind of how I see the strategies of these guys. I mostly kind of see there. it the same way, a, a, a little variation from you. So again, um, I, I think both these guys are going to throw combos. Benavides throws more, like more punches per combo and mm-hmm. faster punches per combo. Yeah, yeah. But but Caleb plans throws combos as well and both guys go to the body really well so yeah to your point like caleb plant like the dumbest thing he could do is just stand in exchange with david benavides because not not that he is i i think i that's advantage benavides and i think most people expect that to be major advantage benavides i don't necessarily think it's a major i don't think it's lopsided like if they were gonna stand in exchange, I don't think it's I don't think it's lopsided, but I think it's Ben uh, uh, advantage Benavides in that scenario. Uh, okay. I, I just don't think it's lops as lopsided as people want to say. As, okay. Um. So, Plant needs to move. He 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 needs he needs to be in and out. He needs to change levels, get get in and out side to side. Because Benavidez's weakness is his footwork. Um, and I, I went back and watched Plant Canelo. And, man, I'm telling you, Plant was... He was up real, 7-2, right? <laughs> he was really, really good that fight. Like, if that if that Plant shows up, like... I forget what... I, I, I wish I could... I wish there was a fast way for us to go back and... Uh... I don't think I had cards. the scorecard. I don't think I had the scorecard. I, well, I think then. it was definitely three three going, or maybe even four three going in, like after seven, like Plant winning, like it was. Now again, Canelo kind of he when he went on that run, and even when in his loss to Bivol, he he for whatever reason chose to do a lot of upper body dodging and not a lot of footwork, and that which eventually got him in trouble with Bivol. But yeah. Um, that t- played into Plant's advantage as well. Um, so I think that, you know, if Plant chooses to move that and, and really pour on the body shots, because this is the skinniest I've ever seen Benavidez. Now, 168 is 168 is 168. Yeah. But, like, his face looks sunken in here in these pictures. So I, I don't. I, I I'm wondering if he's drained. I don't know. Like whatever. Like like I said, one sixty eight, one sixty eight. But like, I, Plant, I has to. Maybe he's on that. Uh, maybe he's on that Great Earl T diet, like uh, like Valdez. 
Oh, I don't know, but <laughs> they need to he, – he needs to be in and out, make, make Benavidez move, hit him with combos, three, four, five pieces to the body, to the head, in and out. Um, Benavidez just, like you said, just needs to make plant feel that power. But I think, I think he needs, I think Benavidez needs the, the body shots as well because, and, and a jab, which jabs aren't necessarily his, his thing. But yeah. if, if plant is going to move, um, I, I, I think he needs to try and negate that with, with body shots, slow him down with body shots and, and try and control his movement with the jab. I, I don't, I don't, the body shots and, and. You know that that could happen, but the the jabs, I'm not 100% sure that he can pull that off. Um, so then, I, I to me, I like the over in this fight. I think I, this I, is definitely. I, I think this is definitely going to the later rounds. Even though Plant is coming off just an unbelievable knockout of Durrell. Yeah. Um, and Benavidez is coming off a third round knockout of David Lemieux. Um, I, I just, I just really think that these guys are in for a serious, serious fight and it's going into deep waters. I just, and, and I think whoever has the most success to, to the body, and I think they're both going to try and have, uh, they both will have success to the body, but whoever can have better success and, or whoever can eat the punches more, you know, that, that and just kind of get through them. That that's who's gonna come out victorious. Um, that being said, why don't I give, um, why don't I give the the stats here, the odds? You ready? Yeah. Benavidez minus three thirty. Plant oh, okay. plus plus two forty. Okay. Nah, you weren't that far. If you said minus yeah, six hundred, I mean, I, mean, I, I doubled it, basically. Yeah, but in the bo- in boxing terms, that's not like. That's yeah, off, fair. but it's not like ridiculous. Yeah, fair. Over under. Um, that's actually. <sighs> I'm leaning ten and a half because that's where I think it's gonna go, but I'm gonna say eight and a half. Your instincts are spot on. The over under is ten and a half. Yeah. It's minus one hundred five on the over, minus one thirty on the under. Mm. So the the betters are heavily favoring the under. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. How uh? How do you see this one going? Benavides by decision plus three fifty. <sighs> Benavides by stoppage minus one forty. Draw plus sixteen hundred. Plant by decision plus four hundred. Plant by stoppage plus seven fifty. Mm. Um, I gotta say, I I just my my gut my gut says the plant has too much heart to get stopped. I agree. From there, then I have to ask myself: Does he have enough to win on the cards versus Benavides? I think he does, but is that the likeliest of outcomes? I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna go on, out on a limb and say, plant by decision. Cool. Um, that being said, I would not be surprised if Benavidez won. I just I think it's gonna come down to heart, and 
if it's going to come down to heart in the later rounds, I, I just I'd rather go Plant than Benavides. But maybe I'm wrong. What do you, how do you got this, Drew? Uh, I've been team Plant for the last three months, but seeing what great shape Benavides is in. I think like he actually has taken this fight seriously, which I don't think he's done for the majority of his the at least at least you want to call the you know the last few years of his career again missing weight, you know losing losing your belt uh, to fail drug tests. Uh, so I a- after seeing just how 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 good he's looked, I'm gonna say Benavides on the cards. I I agree with you. I I think Plant's got a little too much heart to get stopped. And I, I just think that he's, to your point, Benavides. You know, I, I don't know that he'll wear him down with the jab, and I, I do think Plant will be good getting out of out of tight spots, um, to where Benavides. God uses his footwork. Like I said, si- simple, simple stuff. In and yeah. out, side to side, up and down. Just be a moving target. Don't don't and, stay still and get hit with a seven piece. And and the one the the biggest thing you always got to keep in mind is. If it comes down to you know a fifty fifty fight, who does who who does it benefit for? Uh, the, ever, everyone involved to win. Benavides. Benavides. Sure. Yeah, like the, I mean, yeah, Canelo. Canelo uh, Plant Two is not not doing the business that Benavides Canelo is doing. So, um, or even Charlo. But even if if, if yeah, you know, take take Canelo out of the picture. Even Boo Boo and, it, and Charlo. It's, it's the best business sense if yeah. Benavidez wins this. It's best for business if Benavidez yeah, wins I, this, I, for agreed. sure. So, and after some ridiculous scorecards last weekend, I just just convinced that all judges are corrupt. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um. That that being said, so I'm 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 just gonna stick with. I'm. I don't know why I'm gonna go contrarian. It's like a. It's like a new. That's like a, th- a little tick he got this week. What? That being said. Is it? It's like Have I fourth, said it like nine th- times? It's at least four. Whew. I've 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 mentally set the over under at thirteen and a half. So. <laughs> let's keep going. That that that, be, that, that being, being said, said, let's keep going. Um. Uh. Yeah. All the other. All the other boxing news. Uh. Ramirez or Jose Ramirez is fighting uh, Richard Comey on ESPN. Uh, Saturday night as well. Who cares? We don't, Ramirez, we, we don't cover yeah. we don't cover losers. Yeah, Ramirez passed up multiple title shots for various reasons. Uh, Didn't want to face the boogeyman, Pro Gray. Yeah, and passed well, and passed up Zapata for wedding or whatever it was. So, um, for the belt that Pro Gray won. Yep. All right. So moving on. Half hour in, we're done with boxing. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. Um, Thanks for right. stopping by. Is that a? Oh, that was that was a Corningstone's line, right? I don't know. I thought you were saying something about like severance or something. No, no. Thanks. No, that was after after Burgundy did his thing. Thanks for stopping by. Sure. Thanks for tuning in. No. Nah, she said thanks for stopping by. Congratulations. All right. NBA. Catch Let's and shoot. Go. Watching watching um, a watching a tight game with uh four four players not playing. It's um great. 
Well, to that end, you said four players not not playing. I just I just have a simple question. Shoot. How, well, okay, I take that back. Two simple questions. Okay. That being said, um, <laughs> how many games are left? Uh, I think ten. Okay. I think between I think I think there's I think there's between ten and fourteen games for everybody. All right. So eighty percent of the schedule is done. Yeah. Simple question. Okay. Has this been a good season for the NBA? No. Why? No. No. Um, I just think that there's been just way too much mediocrity and bad basketball that the product and guys, whether they've sat out or guys getting hurt, it just hasn't been a very watchable season and it's not like it's not and i there's a difference between mediocrity and um parody like the west when you look at the west like how you know seeds four through 13 are all within like three games of each other it's not because there's parody like it's because these teams have all just been mediocre and a lot of that has has um i think has a lot to do with injuries to to key players but regardless, like I think it's yeah, I I I don't think it's been a very a very good season for the NBA. Okay, cool. Um, that was that was my yeah. And it's disappointing because I think last year, I think last year was 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 a very solid regular season, but I think the playoffs were outstanding. So I think I thought there was a lot of momentum, especially with the Warriors winning because every, you know, Steph's a very likable guy for most, most people, most NBA fans. Um, I've had trouble every time I try and get into it just because a lot of shifting of superstars this year. So that kind of means that, that as these teams readjust, they're trying to find their rhythm going into the playoffs. And a lot of these superstars haven't even been healthy. A lot of injuries, Zion Williamson, Paul. I still don't, I still don't know if he's good. <laughs> Paul George got hurt last night. A lot of injuries. Um, and I, I like, I, and I've been saying, it, and then like, a I, lot of nonsense, like, like it started with Draymond Green just sucker punching Jordan Poole. Yeah. Like, like that team is totally dysfunctional when they, when they go on the road. When they're somehow they pull it together when they're at home. Maybe all their moms pull them together or something. <laughs> Um, somebody, yeah, somebody's mom's hosting the uh, the spaghetti, spaghetti dinner. Spaghetti dinners, pre the pregame meals. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, then, uh, uh, John Morant, all that nonsense going on, and it's yeah. Dylan Dylan Brooks is trying to be like a tough guy. In yeah, the that. 90s, but he's but he's not. That. Um, um, yeah, it's just it's just a lot of. And I guess really, even with the superstars changing, you go back to the off season when Gobert got traded for a million picks, and yeah. Spider Mitchell went to Cleveland for a million picks, and it's yeah. just like, I mean, at least they've had the season to, well, in the case of Rudy Gobert, not gel, but well, and even Mi- even, <laughs> and maybe it's just where we are in society, but man, even even like the MVP like discussion has just gotten so visceral to the fact where, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago, Perkins is basically accusing voters of being racist and um with the whole Jokic, you know, uh 
favoritism and things like that. Like even like we're not even in no it, it it's become it's become so um what's the word I'm looking for? Divisive. Yeah, that like it were Contentious. you really can't sit back and enjoy like Giannis and Bede and and Jokic because of you know just because because of of the nonsense that's going on between between all of them, which you know, man, listen. Do the words the words mean stuff? Like it is significant. Like you know, you, when you when you look back at history, you're gonna think you know, like Joel Embiid as great as he is, you know, it, it makes a difference if you're a league MVP. Like that just that just matters. Yeah, um, sure it does. And it does seem like, and I got it, the Perkins take on it's ridiculous, but like it does seem like for Joel, and maybe it's just because you know everyone hated the process, um, but it feels like the goalposts always move when it when it should be his time. It, there's there the you know reasons that come up for Jokic, you know, didn't matter when like Joel was there or like for other awards, you know when Joel should have got it two years ago. Was, oh, I didn't play enough games. John Morant misses twenty five games last year and still wins Most Improved. It's like, well, why is so why is <laughs> Joel misses twenty games? He can't win MVP. John Morant missed twenty five. And his team actually went. I think his team went twenty one and four without him. Like, why is he winning this award? Um, yeah. So it's you know it's 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 almost it's almost like the MVP the MVP stuff with the voters like they're basically become the equivalent of uh, boxing judges in Texas. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping the playoffs are good. Like I, I don't see how they can. Like the East will be awesome because I do think, I do think the Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers. I'm mean, not that the Sixers are you know they're gonna they're gonna crap out in the second round anyway. But I do think those are three really good teams. And Cleveland is interesting. As me and uh, me and Tori talked about last week, they're interesting. They're not there, but they're they're gonna give the one seed, assuming that you know, assuming all the top seeds win there, like I expect they will in the first round. They're gonna give the one seed some fits. So the West is again, you're gonna see one of these like six, seven seeds in the West end up going to the finals because of just how the top of the West I just don't believe in. I feel like those teams have just been the healthiest. Which is why I also don't like the play in and I think it's ridiculous. Agreed. So if you're if if you can't be in the top eight after eighty two games, like you don't, I don't care about the like nobody yeah, you don't deserve to be there. So yep. and a one a one game like one game one game shouldn't dictate. If you're gonna do this stupid thing, it should be at least a best of three series. Just making a one game elimination is stupid. So Yep. All right, but. well, we'll uh, I guess we'll gear up for the playoffs here as the season winds down. <coughs> ready for some more, uh, some more two for ones. Who, uh, who, do, who do you now that now that Embiid has uh, become the betting favorite? Who do you think wins MVP? Buddy, listen, you and the listeners know, I'm out. Yeah, but you're a uh, bet man. You're a bet man. I I am a degenerate, but I I I'm out. I'm out. in the playoffs. I'll I'll. Uh, check me back in in the playoffs. <laughs> I uh, take, I take me out, coach. I, I need to, I need to pull up a Gatorade and recollect my thoughts. <laughs> right. I I actually think Jokic still wins it. I the unless unless these voters actually are worried about the perception of them after the Perkins nonsense. I I still think they're gonna give it to him, which is just gonna be amazing that he's gonna win three straight. Yeah. So. Fun times. All right. Um. So, let's move on to 
more basketball. Dude, we, how about this past weekend of March Madness? Best weekend of sports. Oh, sure. It definitely, uh, that Thursday, Friday is, is just electric. I was, I was so busy at work. I was traveling. I was at an airport for the beginning of the games. Like I walk away from the Furman game, right? And I, I walk to my gate and I, my phone is just blowing up Man. and I'm just like, what is everyone talking about? What, what pass? Like, what do you like? Like so there's, bad. I'm like, it's like Virginia had the ball. It's impossible that Furman won. <laughs> and then, like, I see the score, and I'm at the gate with my boss, and I just hold up the box score, and we just look at each other like, how? How was that even possible? The, and, well, the wor- and the worst part about that about that situation is that I – and I didn't even realize this to the next day. I didn't realize they had a timeout. Oh, my gosh. That makes it just so- – and this goes back to, again, credit Mr. Uh, I mean, what Mr. was that Al- kid doing? He just yeah. He just flung it like a child. <laughs> Credit Mr. Al Cooley for bringing this up uh, months ago, but and we brought it up last week about the uh, basketball situational awareness. It is so like, and in so many games, we saw that um, this week. The two, and because I was gonna, there was one game where they got the situational awareness right, other than the one play, but it was Kansas State. Like, oh, Kansas State just kept. You're taking it to the hoop over and over and over again, and they won. Like you they jump, just, you, you, you put that ahead. much. Oh, okay, go ahead. Jumping ahead on me. Well, anyway, well, no, you're right there. I was gonna say, I, I was, I was trying to think of a cool, a cool uh, segment for situational awareness, and and what was the worst, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the worst uh, example of it. Um, mine actually isn't Virginia, which is crazy because of how that ended. My the I thought the worst situational awareness of the first two rounds was um, Xavier versus Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State is up. Um, I think they were up 15 points with eight minutes to play. I think in the second half, and Xavier scores a bucket, get a stop. They score a bucket, gets a stop. Scores a bucket, gets a stop. Scores a bucket, gets a stop. Score. You, see, you get where I'm going here with this. A lot of buckets, so, a lot of stops. So, after 10 straight points, just given the situation, given your team and everything, I and they, with, with I think, at least two in the pocket, I'm probably going to call timeout to get my troops settled, right? Like, you're Kennesaw State, you're, uh, you're 14 seed, you're playing Xavier. Xavier's finally, finally in a rhythm and got it going. I probably would have called timeout there to if, if, if not for anything else – to just try to slow down the momentum and the group yeah. that Xavier got yeah. in, didn't do it. Scored a bucket, got to stop scoring. They want. I, th- I think they went on a 15-0 run until finally Kennesaw scored a bucket, and they just waited. They basically were just like, "We're gonna wait it out to the to the under four timeout mark," which was just insane, man. Absolutely insane to me, and I lost them the game. Um, you know, I mean, Xavier ends up getting, you know getting a huge block that, you know, really ended up winning the game for them. But it, it, that was nuts to me. I'm like, what are you doing? And it was, I, and I, I, I don't know the story behind kind of stuff. Everyone was really, um, really complimentary of the coach and all this stuff. And I know he was in tears in the press conference. So I'm sure there's more to the story, but like, I was just like, Is this guy crying because someone finally told him he had, he had two timeouts <laughs> left yeah. in, the, in the second half. Just, just let Xavier just score on nonstop. Um, what was your biggest surprise of the first two rounds? 
definitely the 16 over the one. Oh sure. god, yeah. <laughs> like, how'd you forget that? Fairly, yeah, right. F- fairly, FBU. yeah, yeah. Fairly Dickinson, the shortest team in the uh, in the tournament, who only got in because their league champion was moving. It's not down. eligible yet. Yeah. yeah, it's not eligible yet. So they got in and they upset Purdue, uh, and it's just like now Purdue now in consecutive. I forget who else they lost a couple of years, three years ago, but um, last year they lose in the Sweet Sixteen to St. Peter. I was at that game. Um, St. Peter's a team, you know, they, their tallest guy was maybe Casey and Defo. They, they'll say he's six, eight, he had guys six, six tops. Um, and they had basically the same team plus Ivy. <laughs> like they had like the number four pick in the draft on the team as well. Uh, and they lose. And now it was a fairly Dickinson. Like if you're those kids, I don't know. I kept, I kept texting it to a couple of group chats. I'm like, how do you even come back from that? Like, Man, my my soul like anytime I I stepped on a basketball court after that, my soul would just be crushed. Yeah, I'm sure, and I'm I'm sure the 2018 Virginia men's basketball team was probably popping champagne bottles afterwards because they're no longer uh, the only one to lose to a 16. But man, that whew, Big Ten. I mean, if the the Big Ten was already kind of a joke the last few years with their their conferences uh performance in the tournament with all the teams they're getting in and then just not even getting out of the first weekend and my god now add this to it not great yeah not not great at all that was bad and then princeton the 15 seed was was beautiful to watch too arizona yeah they really uh man they really choked that one away i um Maybe I mean this. This maybe this shouldn't be a surprise because it was just a four-five game. I am really. I'm still. I still can't believe Duke lost. Yeah, everybody liked. I was one of the few people that, that you did. You called it. Yeah, yeah. I'm we like, we brought up we brought up Texas and Duke, and uh, as like they were like the trend. They were like the hot teams going in that a lot of people liked. You, a lot of you, people you, liked, you, and you, I was like, I I don't like it. Just I I I didn't know. I didn't know how to take them. Again, it's just. They got hot against a crappy schedule. First time coach in the tournament. I just, I wasn't all about that. Now, they could have proven me wrong, but they didn't. They, they did not make the Sweet 16. Yeah, I, um, I was, I, I was surprised that, even though they're young, like I just, they didn't. I what's his, like they, I, they have lottery picks on their team. Yeah, they, yeah. like what is? <laughs> I, mean, what, I always, I always, I, I always, I always mess up the center's name. What, is it Phil Cal, Phil, Phil, Phil Kowski? I don't know. Like they just, they just did not make a conservative effort to force feed him, and that's that'll get us to when we talk about the best game of the weekend, um, which uh, you know the team, the team did for ninety eight percent of the game except for the last couple shots. Um, but yeah, like forget about listen. Like I, I know threes are sexy. I know home run plays are sexy. I get it, but man, like sometimes just just feed, just just feed your best player and let him just let him cook, man. Let let Russ cook, and they just they just you know they I just felt like they got away from that um a little too much. Even when they were they they would make a run where like he'd get some he'd get he'd get a couple buckets in a row. They'd cut the lead down to like seven, and then you know. Roach or somebody else would just shoot a rush three. It's like you can get that shot any time during the shot. Why are you shooting it with 18 seconds left on the shot clock, man? So disappointed. But I'm, I am, I am pretty stunned that Duke, Duke lost there. And 
the Big East, who I thought you know, a lot of people were down on the conference this year. I don't know why, because I felt like they consistently had four four teams ranked in the top twenty five, which is nothing to sneeze at. Um, you know, three out of four. They get three. They get three out of three three teams into the Sweet Sixteen. I I was my second biggest surprise was uh, obviously other than the sixteen. Marquette losing to a bad Michigan State team was really surprising. That was disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, like I thought Shaka had those guys prepared and in the right mindset, and they, uh, yeah, that I'm sorry, that is not like I, I know Izzo's Izzo, but um, yeah, that's not a good team. It just isn't. Uh, what was the best game? Best game you watched last week? Probably that Kansas State one. Uh Kansas State Kentucky was so awesome. High just. High level play. I, I did like, fall asleep on some of the late ones on Sunday. So Gonzaga over TCU. I that was asleep. like that was that was that was a fun that was a fun game too. Um, um Miami o- over Indiana. That was uh, a bad game. That one stunk. Yeah. yeah, I fell asleep. Um. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was sixteen points. I was. I was thinking that was which game was it that I fell asleep and it was like close. Maybe maybe uh, it just maybe it was that Gonzaga. San Diego State, UCLA, or a couple a couple close ones. I don't think that was. I don't think those were Sunday though. It was a sun. It was Sunday night, so I I can't remember which one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Kansas State and Kentucky, and the and I again I don't I don't try to pretend to be able to pronounce guys' names, but the big man on Kentucky is just a grown ass man, the unstoppable. F- He's just an unstoppable force, this dude. And they anytime he touched the ball, he got fouled or he scored. And Kentucky did a pretty. I, I thought in today's basketball, I thought they did a pretty good job of keeping him involved the entire game until the last couple possession. And it was a it was back and forth, man. Like Kentucky got they they I think they got ahead like seven with like eight minutes to play, and I thought they were gonna pull away. And Kansas State hit a couple of uh, real big like you know big nut threes to get that lead back down to like a possession. And then, like the last, yeah, it's a one-point game, and or two-point. It's a two-point game after someone on Kansas State pulls up from like I don't know forty feet, which was nuts. And instead of working it to the big man, like they just shoot like a, a rushed, just again a rushed three that goes in, you know, swings around the rim. Kansas State gets the rebound down the other way and scores a bucket to go up two possessions, and then Kentucky just couldn't get back. So that uh. Yeah, again, but that was probably the best game I watched. Gonzaga and TCU was just like really fun shot making. Um, not a ton of defense in that game, um, but that was fun. You so, know what my favorite win? What was your favorite win? And this is a strange answer, but Arkansas over Kansas by one. Yeah. Like just because I it, it I go back. I think it was like six years ago. I went to Vegas. For the opening weekend of the tournament, and I sat the la- uh, on the Sunday. I sat in the sports book all day with an Arkansas fan and just talk shop. And it's when Arkansas beat Seton Hall. Yeah. Uh, and um, what are you talking about choke jobs? And he in it was like he went on and on about all of the games Arkansas had won in the tournament. And I'm like, really? And even if you look at it now, the last two years, which I I forget this every year. But the last two years, Arkansas made the Elite Eight, and now here they are in the Sweet 16 again. They just beat the number – as an eight seed, they beat the number one Kansas. Like, 
Eric Musselman. Like no no when you think of Arkansas, you think of like, okay, they're second fiddle in the SEC football and that's it. Like you don't think of them as this basketball juggernaut, no. but like yeah. they are a really good basketball school. It's a why why? I have no idea. But every year in the tournament they're winning at least one, if not multiple games. It's probably, and I don't, and again, I don't know. I'm just, because I don't really, I, the SEC is probably the conference I watch the least. Mainly because I'm not a big Calipari guy. So, and usually when the SEC's on, it's Kentucky, and I just don't want to watch him. Um, I, I mean, you don't, but you don't see a ton of NBA guys come out of there. So maybe they, maybe they just have a lot of upperclassmen every year and, I feel like I feel like the the older teams typically perform. Yeah, that a guy bit. Anthony Edwards out of the SEC. Yeah, Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Yeah, and Georgia was terrible, but neither they were. There. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying Arkansas in general. I don't think they get a lot of NBA guys. So like maybe it's maybe it's just them. The fact maybe they're just getting a lot of. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're keeping a lot of like older teams, and again, I think you know, again, I, I think that older teams typically perform better um, in the tournament. Season season teams. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Arkansas guys in the NBA. Um, Ronnie Brewer, Patrick Beverly, Isaiah, <laughs> Ronnie Brewer, I, Isaiah <laughs> Joe. It's not 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 much. Yeah, so I, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just saying, like, I maybe that maybe that's got something to do with it. But you just don't like you don't you're not thinking about them because you're not you're not seeing highlights of guys that are going to the NBA and then they they just win games. So. Um, Crazy, crazy stat. 12 of the 16 teams left have never won a national championship. Moses Moody. He was- Moses Moody, good call. Yeah, good call there. So, but... uh, How many? 12 of the remaining 16 teams have yet to win a national title. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. I guess Houston... Houston, UConn have... I was surprised Texas hasn't won one. UCLA has who's the oh and Michigan State has yeah. those are the four teams that have the four teams that have won uh, national titles so um, and sadly so, I and I uh, sadly I think all twelve of those will continue to not win a national title after this year. Um, I don't know. You want to go what? through uh how are we on time? Ah. Uh. We're okay. I was gonna say, why don't we? Uh, why don't we just? Go I don't want to. I don't want to repick everything, but like. No, no, no. We'll go just go your, through the. We'll go quickly go through the the sixteen here. I was just gonna say, who do you? Uh, who's your Who's your new pick for for champion? Um. Let's do it. Well, let's do final four. Oh God. Okay. Is that was that that crazy? Um. A little bit. I'm gonna stick. I I, I felt like I got a little. Uh, I got some eye rolls when I had these guys, and it, I I I pushed out in some of my brackets. I think San Diego State's still going to get to the Final Four. I really do. I like the um, grand. Yeah, I mean, my, obviously- my six-year-old John Paul did his first ever bracket. He has yeah. San Diego. He has San Diego State in the Final Four. Nice. Yeah. Now, obviously, they're playing probably the number two pick in the draft, uh, and Alabama on. Um, and Alabama's looked really good. They've looked stout. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. I, I think San Diego State's gonna rough them up though and make them uncomfortable. Um, and I think that's I think they're a terrible matchup for Creighton, who I think will. I think the Princeton thing comes to an end. So I like I like San Diego State. Uh, I still like I like Kansas State. Who I had Kansas I had Kansas State Duke in the Elite Eight. I think can Duke winning, but I think Kansas State will end up um, coming out of that region. 
I'm going to stick with UCLA despite uh, what's-his-face getting hurt. I, uh, I again, I, I haven't. I, I don't think this is a very good Gonzaga. I don't think this is a a tremendously gifted Gonzaga team. Even though awesome, I think this is eight straight years going to the Sweet Sixteen, which is nuts. But I think I think UCLA gets the better of them. And oh no, I don't. I'm lying. I think UConn goes when comes out of that region. And uh, I still think Texas comes out of um, the Midwest. And I think that I think Kansas State makes the national title game, and I think UConn does, and I think UConn wins. And I'm just gonna be so mad because I hate Hurley. <laughs> I, ha- I hate Hurley. <laughs> Despite him being like like a very famous Seton Hall alumni, like I just he's just so annoying to watch on the sidelines. Like there's there's a. Uh, there's like Shaka Smart, energetic, and then there's just douchebag, and he's just a douchebag. Yep. So, uh, but I UConn looks good. Uh, Sonogo looks like he's on a mission, and everybody else is just kind of playing the role, and um, right, they're feeding them, they're feeding the ball. Your, who is your four? My 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 four now is UConn. Kansas State, Texas, and San Diego State. So I replaced UCLA with um, – because they're still alive. I replaced them with UConn, and uh, because Duke lost, I put in Kansas if, State. If we parlay that for a dollar, it's a $300 hit. <laughs> awesome. You want to do it? <laughs> Like messing with our 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 win streak, or just a separate parlay? Just a separate. <laughs> Fuck it, roll it. All right, that's one in. All right. What do you got? What do you got? Let me let me look at the brackets here. Um, I am up in the south, upper left. Um. Yeah, I'd say let's go San Diego State. I I agree. Nice. Bot- bottom left in the east. Uh, I like this team coming in, so I'm going to say it. Florida Atlantic, the nine seed. In the final four. In the final four, yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to take them to the Sweet 16, and then I talked myself out of it because of Purdue, and I was like, oh, I don't like where they, they got placed, blah, blah, blah. Should have just went with them. Now, I I wasn't thinking them to the final four, but as it shakes out, screw it. Why not? Um, in the Midwest, the upper right, I'm going to stick with Houston. And in the bottom right in the West, I was thinking UCLA to the final four all the way. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. I, I would love for Arkansas to make a final four just to just even further solidify that. Like, how is Arkansas this good? <laughs> but like. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to say UCLA, Houston, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, which is I love just it. wild. I love it. So if we parlayed that, San Diego State, Houston. Um, uh, da, 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 UCLA. Fantastic Fours. Bomb out of peas. Florida Atlantic. Parlay that. For one dollar, 
that comes out to $220. So boom, we'll do that. Boom. It's done. All right. And who who are you uh, taking to win it all? Uh, UConn. Oh, yeah, you said that. My bad. I'm going second time. I'm going to be singing it. Houston. Houston means I'm one day closer to you. I'd love it, man. Houston. What's his the the injury to I I I can't forget the kid's name that that still has me worried. Yeah, I I, I think Miami beats him, which is gonna suck because I I I don't like I you, you I don't particularly right. like the Miami basketball team either. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah, I just uh, I hope you're right though. I really I've uh, I've been like this weird like Houston like like fake fan for the last like five seasons. I don't know why. I just uh I just like the way they play. And uh Yeah. Maybe 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 uh maybe it's because the heart the uh the heartbreaking loss they gave Rutgers when like they were down by like nine with like two minutes left and one. Maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. I've just been very partial to Houston. Yeah, I hear you. Um Fun tournament though so far. Hopefully uh hopefully uh, this weekend uh I guess it starts tomorrow. Or tonight, if you're listening, Thursday morning. Yeah. Because it's one shining moment. Um, Houston, for the title. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, what else we got to talk about here? Oh, I wanted to touch on this first. Um, the World Baseball Classic. Oh, so good. I barely watched any of it. I watched a couple batters. Okay. It, it it did ridiculously good viewership numbers. 68 million for one of the Japan games. Yeah, Japan versus Korea. I think it was I thought it was like 73 million or whatever. Oh, uh, maybe like it is. I thought it was 68 million, but I like your number better. Let's just what 83 million. 97 million. That being said, um yeah, like it crushed. Like it did it did awesome numbers and like I just Do you have last night's games numbers? Um uh, I can Google it if you want to talk about why you liked it so much. Um I don't know. I guess it just I think we talked about it, like why it did well. I mean I think it's just like you know, there's just something about rooting and watching like your country out there playing, um, similar to the World Cup. And I don't know, I, I felt like the pace was pretty was pretty good too, and like they don't, they didn't have the pitch clock or any of that stupid shit. I just, uh, I didn't feel, I don't know, I didn't feel like it drug on, um, like some of the other games have, and I, I don't know, maybe, uh, I, I don't have an explanation for that, that that part of it, but I, I thought it was, it was really entertaining. Uh, it also, I mean, you know, the uh, the Phillies basically single handedly uh, drove Team USA to the uh, to the championship game between. Uh, uh, Trey Turner, who was insane. God, I can't believe I get to watch him for the next decade of my life if I don't die. Um, Schwarber, Schwarber, Schwarber took you Darvish. Pretty much, he, you know, or Schwarber <laughs> took you Darvish with a huge bomb in the playoffs, and he basically did the same exact thing last night in the eighth inning uh, to cut the lead of one. And, 
and then Rumble 2 was great too. So that was, I mean, personally for me, it was fun to watch. Um, you know, the whole there was this whole joke that this is like the first meaningful baseball that Mike Trout's ever played, um, even though he ended the game against Atani last night. And hey, uh, so jumping in, yeah, right, right when that happened, that was peak viewership, and that was um, six and a half million viewers to watch Octani strike out. Is that it? Trout. Oh, that's disappointing. And then um, it was 5.2 million viewers across all platforms, um, up 69% from the 2017 World Baseball Classic. It averaged somewhere between 4.5 and, and 5 million viewers for the game. Okay. Interesting. Um, Which, I mean, it was a huge record for, for the event anyway. Yeah. Um, like... So there were a couple injuries, mainly the Mets closer. If Trey Turner was injured for the season, would you still feel the same way about the World Baseball Classic? Say that again? If Trey Turner had been injured for the season or or like uh Bryce Harper or something. If they got hurt playing in the World, the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, for the for the season. Oh yeah, I would have been fucking miserable and been like this is the dumbest thing ever. Okay. <laughs> I I don't understand why they play it I don't know why they just don't do this right after the baseball season. Instead of part of spring training? Like, yeah, like, why not just do it in November? I, that I, guess, makes... I guess the players are just exhausted at that point. Yeah, um, but how many guys? But most most of the players haven't been playing since the end of September. They've been off for two months. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's like a two-week thing. Like, I don't know. I... Maybe you don't want to. Maybe like, they don't want. Maybe they don't want to like shut them down, rev them up, shut them down, and rev them back up. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, it's um, it's a it's. It's very weird to me because it's like you should be not doing like super stressful things to your body at this point. You're supposed to just be like slowly ramping up. Yeah. And they're playing all these meaningful games. And I'm like, uh, that I don't know. I guess I guess at the end of the day, um, they're mostly like, you know, 20 something year old. So, I mean, they should be able to handle it. But wait, what's the phrase I kept saying? Earlier in the podcast. Uh, that being said. That being said, um, I feel like yeah, like they shouldn't be. Like, you you got a lot of money on the line over like in your real job. Yeah, like, this is just for funsies, and you're you're really like. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Throwing Oof. real innings and um. It's not. It's not as much for the hitters. Well, I and you can only. I mean, you can only. Pitchers. You can only throw sixty pitches. Oh, is that is that? The I think it's six. Yeah, I think. I think. I think pitchers have a sixty pitch count. That's all they can oh, okay. throw, and then they're out. Which, well, I'll tell you, last even, night was really even fun. Still, like, but, like high leverage situations. Yeah, last night was really fun because obviously, the, you know, Japan had to play. They had to. They had to play a real strategy game with Atani because. Once they made the decision to put him on the mound, he, he was done batting. So um, it was that, that was fun. So it was like he went to the bullpen, and then they uh, they went on a little hit streak. So then they uh, you know they uh, they pulled him back in. Okay. It was really fun. He kept coming, he kept running back and forth between the bullpen, and the dugout, and all this stuff, which was really cool and funny. Uh, yeah, man, and he. Uh, you know, he strikes out. I will say, though, like, I, I don't understand why small ball has completely left baseball. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, me and my so, like, well, last and my night, Me and my too. brother are talking about this all the time. It was just our grandpa, which was just a big, huge baseball guy I talked about. But, like, 
So the USA they 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 get a they get a leadoff single. Um, I forget who pinched hit who no who yeah who pinched hit they got in there. Mookie Betts. Well, no, Mookie Betts was up was second on the base. Okay. No, 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 Mookie Betts was up second here, and I just you know really good speed. He beat out a throw earlier. Why? Why would you not like you only need a run to tie? Right, and then, there's no outs. Why they, would you? Why? Why? Why would you not even attempt to bunt him over? Like, like to bunt. Because then they, they ground into the double play, and then Strout, Trout, then Trout struck out. Yeah. Then the game, yeah. So like, why wouldn't you put any pressure on Japan there? Like, why not? Why not attempt the bunt, get the guy over, and Betts has a Betts is so fast, like he's got a really good a chance to beat out that throw. Game? What's that? Was it one run or two runs? It was a one run game. Yeah, I. I the and, they, and, the and they've now and they're small ball altogether is is just yeah and weird. listen this whole thing oh it'll give out now why is it an automatic out like especially with like again like guy like bets like that's not an automatic out if he's running if he's running and also like well from because, from team USA's because, perspective because you're trying to increase the odds of the next batter like <laughs> yeah I, and I like, don't know. like and with it, team and with and with you're team giving US, up an out to to for ninety feet you, like you you're 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 giving up the out for yeah. advancing the runner like and i understand the the odds, and you're taking away like, the double play ball like i just i right a lot of things go into play there yeah and um and again i he i i don't there's no way that he probably goes gets up to the 60 pitch count in the one inning but you know like when you're playing the odds like a time like a time he might they might have lost their best hitter because of, because if you could have played it out a little better and got that to extra innings because then then you're, you're the pitcher has to pitch different with a runner on second. Exactly. And okay, exactly. so you're saying, oh, you're giving up an out, so now you're down to two swings. Well, okay, point taken. However, as it played out anyway, you did only have two swings. Yep. One of them was with the runner on first. One of them was with nobody on base. Yep. So would you rather have two swings with a guy on second, or one swing with the runner on first, and anything could happen? And that when you might be having a runner, no runners, with your second swing, so I, I don't know. It's it's just debating analytics and 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 the scam analytics people are just the most smug people. They would laugh in our face and guess what? Like small ball existed for a reason. Like you're whatever whatever math you're doing isn't isn't factoring everything in properly. How about that? Uh, How about yeah, that? Yeah. All right, um, I got nothing else on that. We ready to wrap up beer one here with our last two, last two things. Yeah, including everybody's favorite minute in podcasting, the NASCAR pit stop. Come on, I, I like when you do the the sound effects, man. Come on, from <coughs> the NASCAR pit stop. There we go. There we go. In three, two, one, go. Super frustrated. Last week, Atlanta. Third week in a row, we get snake bit. Kozlowski loses on the last lap. We had him at 18-1. to 1. What a heartbreaker. We're minus 11 on the year now. We should be up like 25. This week, Circuit of the Americas. Third year at this road course in Austin, Texas. Uh, last year, the track house guys dominated here. Still trying to figure out the feel of this course. Uh, so we're going with um, Chastain plus 800, Kyle Busch plus 800, Almondiger plus 1,200, and Suarez plus 1,500. 
Please give us a win. We deserve it. Good Lord. We earned it. Three weeks in a row. Oh. All right, buddy. Parlay to, to prayer. Wait. Parlay to prayer? Parlay. We've hit two in a row, so we're up to 18 bucks. I'm breathing heavy because I'm nervous. Um, should we go back to parlays now, or should we just no, take the singles? God, no. no, 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 no. Let's not let's not get greedy here. Let's not no 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 greedy bellies here. <laughs> All right. So, should we go with the uh, Thursday um, uh, NCA game? I kind of like Friday better. Okay. Man. <laughs> I like 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 Princeton's gotta fall off, right? Like I feel like Creighton's gonna beat the shit out of them. That's a ten point. I know it's a big spread, man. Ugh. I don't know. What do you What are you feeling? You feeling anything good? I mean, we both like San Diego State to win, right? Yeah, but not enough to risk the the parlay. I mean, to, to, for the seven and a half, like getting the points, seven and a half points. All right, fuck it. Let's roll. Let's I mean, I can pick it. a I can pick a hockey game if you want. Nah, that's that's fine. Let's just let's let's roll. We'll get, San let's Diego State. San Diego. I think it means a whale's vagina. Yep. No, that 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 can't be right. All right. San Does Diego it mean State. Saint Diego? <laughs> it's an oil painting. <laughs> I'm ready to crack beer, too. You ready? I'm ready to go. All right. And a three. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Assume your positions for the world-famous two-brew salute for beer number two. A three and a two and and a one. one. Come on. Ah, there it is. Same thing. Another Founders All Day Hazy IPA. I am going down a notch to... A single Broken Skull IPA. Drew 316. Don't. I whooped your ass. I was going to say, don't what anybody? What would Drew 316 say? Don't trust. Wait, what's something in accounting that you shouldn't trust? Uh, don't tra- trust ledgers. A, don't a trial trust- balance provided by a client. <laughs> Drew three sixteen says, "Don't trust trial balances." <laughs> Boom. Funsies. T-shirt incoming. Funsies. All right, let's talk about um. Let's talk about the. Uh, talk about us. You know, baby. I was I was flying last week, and the and it reminded me of uh, Family Guy with the uh, with the pilot. What's your longest uh? Uh. We're flying into Pittsburgh, and uh, <laughs> temperature is uh, 43 degrees, and uh, we're going to be landing at 8.37. Anyway, sorry. Um, any hoodles, Lucky Hank, Bob Odenkirk, new show out on AMC. Uh, I didn't even know what I, – I assumed it was going to be streaming – and I'm texting you, I'm like, where's the show? And you're like, ah, it's AMC. You got to tape it. And I'm like, okay. Um, did you watch the first episode? I did. 
I just know we're we're going to be total opposites on this. Um, what'd you right, think well, of it? So just a well brief brief synopsis on the show. Odin Kirk is uh, he plays a middle aged college professor who's the head of the English lit department at a we'll call it a safety school type place. I don't think that's a real college, right? Local right. community college. I don't. Know. Is it community college? Was it? I I I mean. I anyway, anyway. Um, Railton he's obviously college, yeah. he's. I don't know if it was. Oh, it is. It is a real college. I I don't I don't I don't know if he's going through a midlife crisis or it's just you know. Wait, this he, is in Canada. Is it? Railton College, VCC downtown. Well, I don't. Maybe not. Is, I don't. Is know. this a real? Co- is is this actually a real college, or right. are you reading like the IMDb? I typed in Railton College, and it gave me a college in Canada. Oh wow, that'd be kind of funny. I don't believe. I'm pretty sure it takes place in the in these United States, but um, as they reference New York, uh, New York City a lot. Oh, it's it's not a real college. No. Okay, gotcha. Um, a fictional West Central Pennsylvania. Interesting. The college is the television counterpart of the fictional West Central Pennsylvania University where Hank teaches English. Yeah, it makes sense. Most most middle-aged men uh, from Pennsylvania are depressed. So I guess that 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 uh, checks out. That checks out, yeah. So, oh, so the idea to be an English department chairman at an underfunded college, Professor Hank Devereaux. I love that he's Devereaux. Uh, Hank Devereaux toes the line between midlife crisis and full-blown meltdown. Navigating the offbeat chaos in his personal and professional life. Um, I liked the first episode. Like it was a good set. Like I mean, it was a setup episode. I mean, that's what AMC AMC shows do. Uh, I oh, didn't God. think it... they, they said they were inspired by Penn State Altoona. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't think it was overly hilarious. I think this is going to be more like a a dry comedy kind of shtick thing with Odenkirk. Um. I didn't think it was overly funny or overly dramatic. I thought I had a good mix of the two. If I had to rate the first episode, I'd probably give it eh, probably like a low seven, maybe high high six. Um, I what what did you what, what was your first overall impression of it? Body, you loved it? No. Oh, you didn't like it? Okay. No, I I I thought it fell flat. I um I I honestly gave it more like a four. Okay. Three or four. Um, okay. I, I'm I'm not gonna watch it. What I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let it build up on my DVR and go and back and, and watch. Yeah, it's, it might be a, that. And I feel I feel like a lot of AMC shows are like that. Like they're because they're more, they're like, more slow burns, more character driven. Like I feel I hate, like I hate to say it, but like unless this guy like ends up having some kind of past where he's like. A drug dealer, which is entirely like the <laughs> that plot. is not in any way how it's this the, show is going to go. It's the freaking plot of uh, better uh, Breaking Bad, but like you basically want him to be the Pittsburgh version of Walter White. Pretty much is what I want. <laughs> which oddly enough, Pennsylvania, that part of the if if it really is in Pennsylvania, um, that's a huge opioid epidemic in Pennsylvania as well. But um, I just dude that. It's just it's the show is like you said it's he he's uh the, the dean or I'm sorry the the head of the English department not the dean um and he's just bitter and like and he's just an ass and he's just but he kind of enjoys being 
like in a sullen state in this dead end town going nowhere and all these media he just enjoys the mediocrity but he yeah. won't admit that he enjoys the mediocrity he like well i'm yeah i'm sure the background's good because if, apparently i guess his father is a very famous writer and um or professor or an actual dean or something uh who hasn't spoken to him in 15 years so i'm assuming that like that's basically uh the father's like you know basically treated him like he's mediocre his whole life and that's why like he's he's like stuck in that trap so um, I, I, I said, I, I said, I, I really, I really like the opening scene where he's in the group, he's in the group think the peer review and he's just going over his, his shopping list while these kids are talking. And he, you know, he basically wants somebody to give him feedback cause you're like, Oh, he's, you know, he's not paying attention or whatever. And then the kid, like the, the students basically begging, you know, basically asking him to give his feedback, this and that. And then he basically just starts like rattling off all the things that the kid had in the, in the store. Like he really was like paying attention and then just like, you know, he's just not talking because he doesn't want to do what he ended up doing. Like and shitting on the kid's writing. I, uh, I really enjoyed that where he just went off on the kid. He's like, well, you wanted me to talk more. <laughs> I thought that was good. Um, how about I, I, Lori, Lori Bream finally getting another role? That was fun. Yeah, that was cool. And she's perfect. Like that, that's that's a perfect role for her. Um, in this show, playing playing the professor that thinks because they wrote like some book of sonnets that she's like, you know, not basically basically just not a at a middling college like in a middling you know in a middling role there. Oda Kirk was <laughs> she gets his, she gets her notebook stuck in his nose and she's uh. She's basically like oh talking. Yeah. She's like, "Are you gonna, are you gonna sue me?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna sue you for every cent you made off that. Uh, he made off that stupid book of poems. Here, you can fit, you can fit the change in this little pocket <laughs> jeans." Yeah, I thought that was good, and um, I thought it was perfect. The epitome, the uh, just the exactly the problem with our world today. Uh, his wife is uh, I guess is she a high school principal? Um, yes. So she's a high school principal. Be, yeah. And her, her, the first scene with her at her school is uh, a student. Uh, just, there's a there's a disruptive student, and two of the teachers want him expelled. And she basically, you can tell, she likes to avoid conflict. And um, it starts out with the teacher basically explaining like everything this kid's doing wrong, and the kids, the kid's mom saying, "Oh wait, oh I wrote it down because this is just exactly what's wrong in today's world." Please don't talk about how disruptive my child is when it's your job to control your class. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with today's youth in a nutshell is what I wrote. LOL. It's like, yeah, forget the fact that my kid's a, my kid's a dick and, and not, you know, and not, not behaving and doing what he should do. That's your fault for not being able to keep him in check. Like just absolutely millennial bullshit, man. Just so hilarious. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I agree. I think, I think it's be- it's probably going to be a show that's better to be binged and watch a few episodes at a time. Because, um, you know, it's been, again, I feel like AMC first seasons especially are incredibly slow. They are build- they build character. I mean, the first season... How many people didn't like the first season of Better Call Saul up until, like, episode nine? People were like, yeah, I'm done. This is This is stupid and boring. And Saul became one of the best shows on television. So I... With, with Odenkirk and... Um, it's not Gillian, but it's the other guy who's the uh, creator and I think producer of the show. Um, God, it's gonna bother me. Peter something maybe. Um, I don't know, but it's all good. Um, 
Peter Gould, I think. I, I was going to say that, and I was like, ah, that does, I'm, I'm an idiot. Peter Gould. No, I think that's his name. So, uh, yeah, so we'll give it a uh, – we'll, 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 stay, we'll stay tuned on, on – uh, what is it? It's Lucky Hank. Is that the name? Yeah. Lucky Hank. So, cool. And uh, real quick, and so we're going to – Shrinking, which is just our – might be our favorite show now on any streaming service. Yeah. Uh, it will. It's and you gonna... know what? We were talking about funny, uh, funny shows. It's the funniest show since what? And probably the answer to that question, which we totally overlooked, was um, uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Probably funniest um, shows in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about where, so we're gonna we'll we'll, we'll do a full season uh, review next week when the finale comes out on Friday. Or as J.O. painfully learned last week, they release uh, Apple releases uh, the new episodes uh, two hours before midnight. <laughs> yeah, on the day it's supposed on, to on release on Thursday night. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, uh, new one coming out tomorrow. Let, let me let me watch. Uh, That's right. Up. Yeah, and I accidentally watched them out of order, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Um. So we're gonna talk. What are you? What are your three? What are, your, what are your three? But what are your bold predictions for how you think this finale is going to end? Um, you know, I hadn't even really thought about it because, like, I'm just so enamored with the ride. Yeah. Um, you want me to go first? Get you into the groove. Um. Okay, go for it. All right. Well, I have three. I I came up with three. Um. And I don't think I'll preface all three of these that I just I don't think that the sh- I don't think the season can end on a happy note, just given the tone of the show uh, and it going into a second season. So my number one bold prediction is that Paul, played by Harrison Ford, either dies at uh, Brian's wedding or has something go horribly wrong with his health because of uh, his Parkinson's, and that's how and that's how the season will end with like the, you've seen now you've seen like Gabby and Jimmy start to bring their lives back together, and it, Alice isn't there yet. She's she's kind of still been on a roller coaster, but the one now is they have their lives together. The one like the rock that one rock for there that's their um, you know their safety blanket is now going to exit and now it's more grief that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah. I hope not because Harrison Ford's great, but I mean, this Harrison Ford, we, we keep joking about these older actors, not one, <laughs> not one to deal with the, the, uh, the TV schedule. Does Harry Harrison Ford signing up for multiple seasons of anything? I mean, the dude's been so busy. Yeah, um, I know. 1923 shrinking, shrinking uh, the fifth, or fifth or sixth or whatever Indiana Jones. I yeah. mean, not not to mention the Star Wars movies he came back for. Yeah. Um. All right. Bold prediction number two. Gabby ends up getting pregnant from Safe Dick. You're you're pretty much taking mine, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I just like the whole the, this whole thing about the whole thing about him being Safe Dick or. Uh, Wait, what? damn it! Why do I forget it again? What did what? What did she rename it yet last week when he said uh, he didn't like being called safe dick? Working uh, class. W- working class. Yeah. Working class dick. Uh, 
<laughs> I gotta I gotta call the union. Um so good. Gotta call so my good. union rep. Uh <laughs> I love this show. Yeah, that would be my second one. Gabby ends up getting getting pregnant and they have to deal with that. Uh and my third one, which might be the darkest, uh, but I'm just trying to figure out I feel like I feel like because of how her characters kind of been in flux for most of the more in flux i think than the other characters uh alice ends up sleeping with sean and may or may not get pregnant or jimmy may lose it because of that and sean may or may not end up in jail for uh having a coitus with a (laughs) with a with a minor uh wait how old's alice she's only 17 oh um I was thinking the first two, yes. I was I, I wasn't necessarily thinking Paul dies, but I was thinking like his disease gets to the point where like he's in the hospital or something. Yeah. Or maybe he just or 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 maybe he just ends up taking the daughter up on her offer and leaves and he's not going to, you know what I mean, that like he's just not going to be. be there for them. Yeah, could be. So, and then the second one, I was also thinking about that if Abby gets pregnant. Um third one i was thinking we were almost on the same wavelength but and i don't see this happening but it would be a heck of a curveball what if they kill off alice um i thought of that i think that's too probably too much right i think that's i i I think the the actress is doing too good of a job just to cut off her kind of her like her her dynamic yeah. with her dad is a good story. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like him losing two family, the two family members he has, is too dark. Now, Gabby, Gabby, maybe getting in an getting in a in an accident and die. Like I, I could see another character, but yeah, I think I don't that. Know, would... I don't think this. I don't know if the show is the same without her, though. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're right. She is. She she has stolen the show from every, and everybody's so great. She, in it. she stole. She's. Every episode she stole. Yeah, because I was trying to think of like, okay, like who can the show afford to have something bad happen to? D, D-, D- Train is untouchable. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's untouchable. Well, I, well I, no, maybe not, because then I was thinking Alice would also have. I'm sorry. Um, uh, who's the neighbor's name? Um, <sighs> fuck, we keep fucking that up. Yeah, whatever her name is. Liz, she, Liz, Liz, Liz. Yeah. So then Liz goes through. It's it's focused around Liz's depression next year. Well, not focus around, but it's like a nut, like another wrinkle. I guess I, I, I just feel. Man. But that's the thing. Like you never know, you never do know how these things are going to go. Like these seasons. So like, it's not like they're writing it, and you know they they think, oh man, D Train's going to be so beloved for all his one line quips. Like we can't we can't afford to lose him. Yeah. So. Um, or same thing with Alice. I mean, if she just totally rebels and then like. Ooh, or what if Alice gets in a in a car wreck? But Liz could die. die. I mean, Liz could die too. Yeah. Maybe maybe we shouldn't be with some of that. But I think. Do you agree though? The show, like the season, just the way the tone of the show is, the season can't end on like it's not going to end just at this happy rah rah moment at Brian's wedding where everybody everybody wins and and grows. They could. I um, feel I I feel there just needs to be an event that just kind of sets off more more having to recover at the start of season two versus everybody's kumbaya. I agree with you that that's better writing, but I, I think that what they, they what they could do is just, if they ended on a high note, like an unexpected high note, 
they can kind of reassess like what worked and what didn't work, and then come out in episode one and like really, yeah. sm- really smack you with it in episode yeah, one. Yeah, you can do that too. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I just, I just think the show's been, the writing's been so smart. Um, Some of the best writing we've seen in a long time. Yeah, and the whole, uh, like I, I think I had said it before, they, the, the two creators of the show, like they basically mended together. Um, the one writer wanted this to be way dark, like it's a really dark, dark, dark uh, story, and the other one wanted it wanted it to wanted it to be a little bit lighter, and they kind of like molded the two together. So that's why like I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, did some of that, but. Uh, yeah, and we'll, and we'll get more into the the themes throughout the season to, next the week. Yeah, really, week, but really man, excited for yeah, it. So good. Um, all right. So last thing before we uh, before we sign off here, uh, I'm a little, you know, our our friendship's already on on the ropes here over this whole Vegas thing. So it's, it's I won't say it's on life support yet, but it's it's on the ropes. But the second the second thing that's put it on the ropes, what 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 have you not enjoyed about the first five episodes you've watched of Ted Lasso? Because I don't want to call you a sociopath, but like, it's what, like, not that I I dislike them. I I am just not. I'm barely laughing at any of it. But um, you're not like enjoying the show. No, I'm enjoying it. I just I'm just. I, I'm not cracking up. I'm bar- I'm really not even laughing. But I, I, the plot is intriguing. It's kind. Of, it's basically major league. Like the owners try- in trying to intentionally sink the team, but then the team's going to turn it around. Um, major league was funnier. Um, so I, j- I want to see where it goes. I want to see. I want. I'm. I like the character of Ted Lasso. Um. So I know I'm way behind. I've only watched the first five episodes of season one, but, and I know, you know, season three just started up, but right. so yeah, I want, I want to get caught up and see kind of where, where this goes, but well, uh, <laughs> I don't, it makes me say Roy Kent's not even making you laugh. That That's upsetting. Uh, Roy Kemp. Yeah. So, you know, do you know these guys by names yet? Not really. So like Roy, Roy Kent's the, the guy, the older player that's always angry with the beard. Okay. Yeah. He is the, he's the co, uh, writer of, um, of shrinking. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, dude, your, th- didn't, th- didn't your girlfriend steal steal your phone? So I don't need a phone and a watch. Ah, oh, you're the worst. Yeah. Higgins Sorry. Higgins isn't doing. Ah, man, so good. No, not. So. So good, Jim. You want to be a panda or a lion? A meat coach. I don't think you can just. I don't. I don't think you understand how healthy that actually is. Yeah. Fair enough, Coach Beard. Even Coach Beard's not getting you. All right, well, we're gonna break you. Pretty much, pretty much no less. And maybe it's just because, like, maybe because I'm watching it the same. It's time definitely not. It, it definitely isn't on the. And I don't know that it's tended to be. It's definitely not on the com like the uh, the comedic level of like shrinking. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe shrinking is just so brilliant that like I'm watching Ted Lasso and I'm like, oh, okay, what's gonna happen to this football guy coaching soccer? So I don't know. Okay, that's all I got. Sorry, sorry, I don't have anything better. Be better, do better. Um. All right. We ready? I got nothing else. That's that's all I have, man. 
Everyone, thanks for listening, as per usual. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the clicks. Drew, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses, my friend. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out. Talking about anything that makes you get loud.